identified. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. That's Jake. Jake, how the heck are you? It's June. Well, we're yeah, getting man. close. We're getting closer and closer. And it's Mailbag Day. Hip hip hooray! It's it, it's not Saturday Mailbag. Just want to make that perfectly clear. It's not Saturday Mailbag, but it is a fantasy Mailbag. We love these. Jake, are you excited? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, can't go wrong with the uh, the mailbag here and looking forward to these questions. So we have 22 questions that we that we have to get to. Um, definitely want to do a little little news and notes, but we're, we are going to talk about this uh, on the Basement Talk podcast, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But we have to get initial reaction from the from the two golf guys here jake what was your reaction this morning when you saw the news that the pga dp world tour yeah and live golf it, yeah. were all merging it, it was inevitable dude it really was how can how can it not right it's almost kind of like a waste if they didn't merge and People want to talk all the time about, you know, particular type of money, but money at the end of the day rules all. And that's what happened here. And, you know, it's a great day for the golf industry and golf fans and everybody involved. I, I really don't see much of a problem with this. So I'm excited for it. The only problem this is, that this is going to cause, it's, you know, you look at someone like Tiger Woods, for example. Tiger Woods turned down seven to $800 million to go to, go to live. Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson got two hundred. Dustin Johnson got one hundred and fifty. Uh, Bryson got a hundred. Those guys just got generational wealth, and now they're going to be welcomed back into the fold. So, if anybody who stayed, it's just kind of like it is kind of a slap you, in the you, face. But you Liv, done screwed up. Yes, live live is a huge winner in this because live was not the TV ratings were terrible. It it was a cash windfall for them, and Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA. Instead of letting them crash and burn, which they were inevitably going to do, just handed them a full-on lifeline and just made all the majors more important. Live, live is a ginormous winner. Yeah, I think everybody really is a ginormous winner, right? I mean, sure. all the majors are still big. Live mm-hmm. survives. PGA keeps particular talent at all their majors. Golf fans get to see everybody at all the majors. Yep. I don't see much of a problem with this, so I'm 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 very happy that it kind of you know it's kind of like a the WWE and UFC merging merging and you see this across a lot of play. I wouldn't be shocked if boxing and UFC really merge too one day, to be honest with you. But um, we're we're starting to see this more often, so good news for golf fans. Maybe one of the biggest days in sports history too, and I haven't seen much people really talking about this as much as they should be. Maybe it's because people don't really get how significant this is this is huge yeah it, it was it, overdue it, it would be like if for and this is a much watered down lesser example but it's like if the xfl and the nfl merged yeah a much lesser example because the xfl is not at the level of the nfl live is at the level of the pga where you have star players that obviously went to live 
bring them back into the fold. You have now one big tour for global golf and it's huge. We'll talk more about it on the basement talk podcast later this week, but just wanted to get the initial reaction from, uh, from Jake. So news and notes very quickly. We have a lot to get through with the mailbag. Brock Purdy may be the favorite to be the San Francisco 49ers starter. He has resumed throwing Jake. Does that give you additional confidence in all the 49ers fantasy assets? Um, yeah, I like it better with him than Trey Lance, so I guess so. Mac Jones is the favorite to be the Patriots starting quarterback. It's not really much of a surprise. Bailey Zappi does have a slim chance, but it's Mac Jones's job to lose. Jake, is that a surprise to you? No, not really. Brashad Perryman signed a deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jake, any interest in Brashad Perryman? None. Romeo Dobbs has been impressing in OTAs with the Green Bay Packers. This goes hand-in-hand with... The, the struggles of Jordan Love, maybe the rawness of Jordan Love as well. Uh, Romeo Dobbs started out last year looking pretty good. Then he got hurt and really wasn't the same when he when he came back. Uh, I know we've talked about Romeo Dobbs a little bit on the on the podcast. Jake, is Romeo Dobbs worth a late round flyer? Not particularly interested, no. J.K. Dobbins wants to stay in Baltimore for the rest of his career. Uh, he is not yet to get his second contract. Uh, he is in a contract year next year. Jake, I know we've talked about J.K. Dobbins enough. I love J.K. Dobbins. Are you're not uh, in the same boat as I am, where you're? I don't hate him with J.K. Yeah, I don't hate him, but I don't love him. So kind of like an indifferent thing there. Have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings running backs. Dalvin Cook is a possibility for the Miami Dolphins once he is released, and subsequently. Alexander Madison would be the every down back for the Minnesota Vikings in 2023. Let's start with this because there were some Dalvin Cook questions in the mailbag. I did not put them there. There were some Alexander Madison questions in the mailbag. I did not put them in because I knew we'd be talking about this. So let's start with Dalvin Cook first. Jake, if Dalvin Cook is released by the Vikings and he signs with the Dolphins, where are you drafting him in full point PPR? I I think he's a borderline top 50 player if he goes to the Dolphins. I don't love that. I don't think he's going to the Dolphins, to be honest with you. I think that's one of those things where if he was going to go to the Dolphins, I think that would have happened by now. Um, I I even saw something about the Denver Broncos being interested in Dalvin Cook just now, which that would be a full-on mess, wouldn't it? That would be a disaster. I think he's a borderline top 50 talent with – Going to the Miami Dolphins, um, if Madison is the the full on bell cow back, I, how is he not a top fifteen running back? I mean that that's really like the ceiling for him. That he, he would you be shocked if he's a top ten, top fifteen guy? How is he not drafted? How is he not drafted before Dalvin Cook and and redrafts? If that's not the case, I, he has to be. So I'm not. I- I'm actually the complete opposite of you, which which is which is quite interesting. I yeah. I would think that Dalvin Cook, if if we're Miami, I think Dalvin Cook, the spot for him would probably be top to middle of round three. That's where oh, I would I'm start. So not taking him there, but oh. I would I would I would. That's where I would start to consider it. Madison in that in that range as well. I would probably say Madison would become a top. He definitely would be in my top twenty four for sure. Probably in my top 20 as well. Like if I'm looking at in my full ranks and I'm looking at just my borderline top 20 guys, Rashad White, James Conner, Cam Akers, he probably would be around 20 for me because I 
don't think I would put him above Dalvin in Miami. I wouldn't put him above Miles Sanders. I wouldn't put him above Joe Mixon, pending Joe Mixon, of course, stays in Cincinnati. I wouldn't put him above Aaron Jones, who's my RB16. So he's probably in that like that RB20-ish range for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a fair assessment. But I listen, Alexander Madison would be, ooh, that'd be big time. That would be big time. Even, even if it's for a year, and then the Vikings just decide to go and draft a running back next year, that's fine. Like you take you take whatever you can out of Alexander Madison, especially in keeper and dynasty, for a year. Why not? Why yeah, not take I, take I, that I think chance? He'd be great. Yeah, I think I think he would be really, really, really good. I don't know week to week if if he would be. He'll be frustrating at times, I would think. But all in all, it's hard not to see a season where Alexander Madison doesn't record at least a thousand yards and ten plus touchdowns. Agreed. There. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he is expected to be ready to go for the start of the season after having MCL surgery at the end of last year. That is according to Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Uh, Matt Nagy says he wants Kadarius Toney to establish more of a rapport with Patrick Mahomes. Jake, is Kadarius Toney interesting at all for you? Yeah, it is definitely interesting. Okay. Damian Pierce, he is improving as a pass blocker. The goal is to have him on third downs a bit more often. He clearly was not um, ready to go as a pass blocker last year, hence why he was not on the field much on third down. But now with D'Amico Ryans, the plan is to have him improve in that department and have him be on the field more for third down, which is obviously going to help him more in the receptions department. Have to keep an eye out for that. Damian Pierce could be very interesting. He's a borderline top 24 running back for me right now. Rashad White. Wants to be involved more in the passing game, and that is the plan for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They want to include him more in the passing game. And, Jake, I think with Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, whoever it's going to be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think the check down game is probably going to be very, very popular for Tampa this year, and that could benefit Rashad White pretty significantly. Definitely interested in the Rashad White this year, particularly in uh, full PPR. Yes, indeed. Uh, Traylon Burks is receiving high praise during OTAs. Uh, offensive court, wide receiver coach Rob Moore and quarterback Ryan Tannehill have been singing his praises. Uh, Jake, Traylon Burks, yay or nay? He's a little interesting. I, yeah. I, I don't hate him. As reported on this podcast, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys reunion is considered a possibility, according to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network. We've talked about this a thousand times, uh, the possibility of Zeke going back there and what that would do for Tony Pollard. But Jake, very quickly... Zeke goes back to Dallas. What does that do for Tony Pollard and yours? Uh, if Zeke goes back there, I mean, it does definitely hamper the ceiling for for Pollard. I think he goes from being a top 10 guy to a top 20 guy. Sure. Uh, so it, it definitely bumps him down, and unfortunately. It would be very, very, very sad. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they are working on an extension, but there is no timetable to get that done. Laquan Treadwell signed a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. That should not interest anybody at all. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the rumor the rumor mill just keeps on turning with him. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been linked as a potential spot, but Doug Peterson. Said it just that feels not like a. It happen. just feels like an out of nowhere at the twelfth hour. It's just he's going to Kansas City. I feel I feel that way. Where didn't really have a market goes to Kansas City on a one-year deal to win a Super Bowl type of deal. Yeah, possibly. If he, if he's not getting the money that's that's out there, we could thank Odell Beckham for that one, really. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to get that money. And I think it's okay. Let me just go catch passes for Patrick Mahomes for a year, win a Super Bowl, or be in pursuit of one. And then I'll get my money because Patrick Mahomes will get me paid. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Some New York Jets news, Jake. Uh, Rob Sala has been praising Jeremy Ruckert, Long Island Zone, Jeremy Ruckert, during OTA saying he has looked, quote, awesome. Uh, Any interest, Jake, potentially in Jeremy Ruckert? No. Now, maybe maybe in Dynasty, he's a little interesting as like a speculative waiver ad, but redrafts, he is not at all on the radar. Josh Jacobs still is not under contract with the Las Vegas Raiders, Yeah, and Josh McDaniels believes that the contract resolution will be coming within the next month or two. It is an open quarterback competition in Washington between Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell, Ron Rivera, has said that it will be a competition all the way up until week one. Jake, let's start let's start very simply. If Jacoby Brissett wins this job, how confident are you in the receivers for the Washington Commanders? I think this really helps out McLaurin a whole lot. Um, as we saw last year, Brissett really liked Amari Cooper, and we saw Amari Cooper be very well, – while we were very cautious about Cooper all summer – he kind of smashed the ADP, especially early on with Brissett. So um, I, I, I definitely like this a lot for McLaurin. I, I'm not as big on John Dotson as you are and as a lot of other people are. I don't. First of all, I don't really know how healthy he can stay, especially mm-hmm. dealing with a hamstring injury. I don't love that last year. So I know what I'm getting with Terry McLaurin. Uh, so I think with Brissett is under center, I think you could fire up McLaurin pretty confidently for a really safe floor wide receiver two type. Uh, in your your redrafts, but I have McLaurin just out just outside my wide receiver twos right now. He's a high end wide receiver three for me. If it is Brissett, I could possibly see myself moving him up into that wide receiver two conversation. Hey Jake, we're, stop me if you've heard this before. Michael Thomas is expected to be ready for training camp. Jake, I'm not even going to ask you your thoughts about it because we all know the thoughts of you and I. I'm just going to ask you this on a scale of one to ten. How likely is it that Michael Thomas will be ready to go for the start of training camp? I think he'll he'll be ready to start training camp, but for the actual season, uh, not really much of my concern, man. Because I'm not I, you could t- he's not going to play a full. I'm done. I, I'm not even thinking. He's not even a thought on my mind. Just nope. let somebody else deal with it and take the risk there. It's just nah. Agreed. Agreed. And one final news item, Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to be ready way before the start of training camp for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Jake. It's time. Split the deck. Just split it. Split the deck. Number 11. This is from John. Jake, it's been a long time for you. Yeah. Where is John from? None other than beautiful Portland, Oregon. It's been a long time, Portland. We love you. We love you, Portland. Beautiful, beautiful place. John, he wants us to rank these wide receivers in full. Our good buddy, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Christian Watson, Debo Samuel. Would you like me to read them again? No, I got them. Okay. Hmm. Interesting here. I might be a little different here. I'm going to go Watson. Mm. No. Yeah, no. Nah, you know what? In full. In full. 
I might have to go Debo here as as the number one. So I go. I'm gonna go Debo, Watson, Ridley, Lockett, and then uh, who's the last guy? I was just Mike Evans in it. and Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in him this year. I have it: Debo, Lockett, Watson, Ridley, Evans. Yeah, I don't like Lockett. I I like Watson a lot this year, man. As a second year receiver. Oh, I, I like Watson too. I like Watson yeah, too. I have I'm, him just outside big, right now. I, I kind of think this is like the again, we kind of wrote Lockett off a little bit last year, but he's kind of in a contract here. They drafted a receiver. I don't know. I can kind of see it being like the end for him, especially in Seattle. Yeah, and I, I think there's a real possibility, and this is something that I don't think has been talked about much, that Jackson Smith and Jigba could profile better as an all-around receiver, better than Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf, for no, being honest. No, definitely not DK. Not DK. Is there uh, also, po- it, it, but there's but, a big possibility that Geno Smith could regress, too. Yes, so, absolutely. That is also absolutely on the table. But is DK Metcalf, if you look if you look at this Seattle offense, right, in five years, it's like Tyler Lockett's no longer there. And it's Jackson Smith and Jigba and DK Metcalf. DK's who's more likely? Though. Who's more likely of those guys to be a 90, 100 catch guy? Yeah, uh, bro. I, I like maybe yeah, sure in terms of catches, but yards and touchdowns definitely, definitely sure. give me D, uh, DK all around sure. fantasy points. DK, sure. I, I'm I'm saying that I don't think the drop off is that far going with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think DK is a lot better than him personally. Yeah. I'll, I'll we'll we'll have to do a dynasty league, and you'll have to have DK, and I'll have, to have uh, JSN. I like uh, so DK. Eleven is gone. Uh, let's go number one. Uh, number one. This is from Jason. Jason is from Andover, Massachusetts. Uh, Jason, he wants to rank these running backs in half: Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, and Isaiah Pacheco. I would go with give me Sanders, Swift, Pacheco, Javante. I have it Sanders, Pacheco, Swift, Javante. Yeah, it's close. And and, and was it half? Not half. full? Yes. Yeah, full full would definitely be Swift. Half yes. it's close. Half it's definitely closer between the two. In full it is Swift over Pacheco for me, and half I have Pacheco one spot higher. Than, than Swift. Both are both are fine options. Javante is outside of my top thirty in half. All right, Jake. Eleven one. Twenty two. Twenty two. This is from Patrick. Jake, where is Patrick from? He's from none other than the Kremlin, Moscow, Russia. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Beautiful people. Shout out our people at the Kremlin. Uh, Patrick. He wants to rank these court. He wants us to rank these quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and Daniel Jones. Okay. I would go – I'm going to go Lawrence, one, Prescott, two, Jones, three. And Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. Uh, give me Watson. Hmm. Give, give me Watson ahead of Dak this year. Give me Watson, two. Okay, uh, it's close. Dak is definitely the safer ceiling for me, but in turn, uh, safer floor in terms of higher ceiling, I have to go with Deshaun Watson. We have to remember 
outside of last year, he was a top five quarterback every single year of his career. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But give me Lawrence, though, as as I wouldn't take any of those guys over Lawrence. So these four are back to back to back to back for me in my ranks. It's Trevor, Dak, Deshaun, Daniel Jones. Yeah, definitely some razor thin. I, I think Jones is definitely yeah. much further away from those guys, uh, particularly Lawrence. I, I I would definitely not take Jones over them. But uh, Trevor is definitely the guy. He's going to be a hot commodity. Won't really be on. I don't really foresee having him on many rosters. You know, everybody's going to be drafting him this year in that that yeah. whole Jacksonville offense. Yes. Yes. And it's going to push his price tag a little too far for uh, for me. But these four kind of are, are in a tier just kind of by themselves, to be quite honest. Then that's when we get the drop off of Tua, Kirk Cousins, Gino for me in my ranks. Uh, so good job, Patrick, of uh, really narrowing down uh, a whole tier of, of quarterbacks for me. I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Jake, 22, 11, and 1. 18. 18. This is from Zach. Zach is from Genoa, Nevada. Uh, Zach names you directly. He says, Jake, I disagree with your bashing of Darren Waller. He may be the only Giants player with 800 or more receiving yards if healthy. If so healthy. Out, outside of health, what is the downside that you see with Darren Waller? Health. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of it. Uh, health, uh, availability. I mean, usually when you get older, you don't stay healthier just from past experiences. And I don't know, man, it's just health. I mean, how many games he's going to miss a few games. It's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. And especially with that passing attack right there, bro. Like has, has Daniel Jones supported a, fantasy relevant pass catcher ever in his career outside of Barkley maybe no no that's not a pass catcher though that's a running back and this was also the first year Barkley was really Barkley too nope I mean what what Giants receiver or tight end was really winning people a fantasy league none Yeah, I mean, what, what's Waller's ADP right now? Probably what, like round five, six, if I had to guess, like usual? His ADP, if I can pull that up very quickly, his ADP right now is 67th overall. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's a little too rich for me. It's not terrible. But then again, I, like I'd rather, I'd rather Kyle Pitts. That's going three spots ahead of him. Yeah, I, me too. I, I would prefer Pitts. Yeah, he. So if I go to my ranks right now and I look, I look at Darren Waller. I have Darren Waller as my tight end eight, with Fryermuth, Kittle, Pitts, Goddard ahead of him. I would rather have all those names that you just mentioned before Waller. Maybe, Who would you rather have, not... Darren Waller, Darren Waller, or Evan Ingram? Uh, give me Ingram. Okay. Darren Waller, David and Joko. Definitely. I would go Waller. Okay. All right. So he's like your tight end nine. Okay. What about, what about Dalton Schultz or Darren Waller? I actually kind of like Schultz with Stroud. I mean, somebody has got to catch passes over there. Yeah. 
and CJ likes to target the tight ends. I still would go Waller, but so he's kind of like your tight end nine. Yeah, he's kind of like that. I could definitely see myself. We'll see how he looks in training camp. We'll see what the offense looks yeah. like. I could see myself moving. He just will not crack the top five or six tight ends under any circumstances for me before the season yeah. starts. So, no thanks. 22-11-1-18. Three. Number three, this is from Eric. Jake, where is Eric from? Eric is from Houston, Texas. Eric needs two keepers and half. Christian Watson for a ninth. DeAndre Hopkins for a sixth. Alexander Madison for a tenth. And Odell Beckham Jr. for a fifteenth. Yeah, look, if Madison is the guy... In Minnesota, you're you're keeping Madison and Watson for me. Um, if if Madison's not the guy, you're gonna keep OBJ. It's it's not Hopkins for a sixth, I don't think, out of all those options. Agreed. So I would say that's my uh you're definitely keeping Watson, and then you just need to monitor what happens with Madison. Yep, I I I can't say that any better myself. It if Madison's the guy, Madison Watson. If it's not Madison, it's Watson Beckham. Because Beckham's free. Beckham is free. DeAndre Hopkins for a sixth, as nice as that may be, it's a little rich for my blood. You you could probably get him in the, the sixth round again, if unless you really he goes to Kansas him. City. Unless he goes to Kansas City, but you know. Well, okay. Let me ask you this then: Madison's not the guy. DeAndre Hopkins goes to Kansas City. Hopkins for that, a sixth, or Beckham yeah, for a fifteenth. Hopkins for a sixth with Pat Patrick okay. Mahomes as number one wide receiver. Yep. I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. That that's probably the only spot where I would think of about keeping Hopkins. Hopkins Even if he goes to Buffalo, I'm still not keeping Hopkins there. What about Cleveland? Still no. Back with Deshaun. Okay. Yeah, but then you get there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cleveland. I don't really love that. Agreed. Agreed. And I think there might be a Cleveland question in. I there. actually think Detroit would be a, an interesting fit for Hopkins. I can see it. I could see it too. I could see it too. I wouldn't hate that either. No. No, it's just the question is, would, would he want to go to Detroit? Yeah. 22-11-1-18-3 are gone. 20. Uh, 20. This is from Victor. Victor is from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Uh, Victor, he asks, who is the pass catcher you want to have in Carolina? I know Bird loves Jonathan Mingo, but why the love for a rookie that many say was taken too highly and that you guys did not have in your rookie wide receiver ranks during pre-NFL draft shows? Well, very simple. It's opportunity. It is opportunity. I mean, we didn't talk about Jalen Hyatt much either. Actually, we talked about Jalen Hyatt. But we just highlighted the negatives about Jalen Hyatt. But the bottom line is Jalen Hyatt, we just talked about the Giants offense, and there may not be a wide receiver there. It's going to have more than 800 receiving yards. Jalen Hyatt's in a great position where he could carve out a role for himself very, very quickly. What wide receivers and what pass catchers are there in Carolina right now? There's Hayden Hurst. There's Therese Marshall. There's Adam Thielen. And they have a rookie quarterback. Someone has to catch the ball in in Carolina. And you forgot DJ Chark, too. Oh, DJ Chark. Yes, of course. Someone has to catch the ball from Bryce Young. And Jonathan Mingo, there's the opportunity that is there right now for Jonathan Mingo to absolutely shatter where he is being drafted uh, in the 16th round, which is it's free. It is it's free. Absolutely yeah. free. Why, why would you not take the chance on that? 
Yeah, I don't know about I don't know if I'm there with you in terms maybe like he's worth a gamble that late, but I'm not sure about that whole opportunity thing. They're, they they pay Thielen and Chark a lot of money. Marshall's a third year guy. Probably will play, you know, might require an injury or two, which with Adam Thielen and DJ Chark over the years, it's, which could very easily happen, which very easily could happen. Not sure how good Bryce Young is going to be from year one. I don't know. If Something to monitor. The, if you look at all those receivers, though, that you, you just mentioned, Thielen, Chark. Ma- Marshall, Marshall's exciting, I think. Marshall can be for sure, but who has – if we take out Mar- if we take out Marshall, if you want to include Marshall, sure. I could argue that Mingo definitely has a higher ceiling than both Chark and Thielen. I think sure, but Chark and ceiling... Thielen to me are both – they're both very just – they're very boring. Yeah, but what's that ceiling exactly? Is that ceiling like a league winning type of talent? Probably not. I mean, probably not, especially as as a rookie as a rookie receiver that wasn't drafted in the first round. Probably not. But if you're taking him in the sixteenth round and he's able to he's able to give you wide receiver four production, like cool in a, 12, yeah, in, a, but... in a twelve team league, that guy's probably starting for you for certain weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I'm I'm likely exploring. Some some other upside uh, than Panthers. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have so many shares of Jonathan Mingo. I can't wait to be disappointed. Uh, twenty two, eleven, one, eighteen, three, and twenty. Six. Number six. This is from Ryan. Jake, where is Ryan from? Uh, from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ryan wants to know: Would you would we rather take Travis Kelsey at one seven or Kyle Pitts at the six two in half? Uh, definitely Kyle Pitts at six two, in in half PPR, man. I mean one seven, a little too high for me for Kelsey. As great as Kelsey is, I I need me a a solid, uh, set it and forget it RB one with with a very thin position there. Kyle Pitts, I can't believe I'm actually interested in him this year, but that's he's a good eye. Yeah, we're getting good value there. I mean, hey, those guys post hype all the time. We see it. We see it with guys. Sometimes it just takes them a year or two. It's better to be a year or two late on a guy than be a year or two early on a guy. So maybe that could be Kyle Pitts and with Arthur Smith. And I don't know, but one seven is just it's just a position. One seven is just a little too early for me for Kelsey. The the earliest I could ever see myself take Travis Kelsey is like one eleven, one twelve, start of the turn at round two. I just think what inside the top ten, especially seven like. I just think that's a little overkill for me. You're you're going to be thin at other areas um, if if you do that. So, I have Kelsey right now in my half ranks. I have Kelsey at 13th overall. So, 12 team leagues, he's right at the start of the second round. Which yeah, it's just a position. It's hard to build a real balanced roster by going with that draft strategy. So that's that's why I would lean towards Pets. Agreed. I think I think you could pull it off in a ten man because the turn is right there, and then you twelve. Can... It's very difficult. Twelve. It is very difficult. Yes, twelve. It's really really difficult to do it at one seven. But if it's in a ten, I could see the reasoning of how you could do it if you embrace zero RB, go Kelsey, then go best receiver on your board for three straight rounds, and then you start loading up on your on your running backs. So you take the next best quarterback in round five. Then I could potentially see an avenue of how you how you could swing that and and justify Kelsey at the one seven, but in a twelve, like Jake said, I, I I can't I can't see it. 
because the weight is just way too long there. All right, so we got 22, 11, 1, 18, 3, 20, and 6 that are off the board. Let's go with number 5. Number 5, this is from Danny. And Danny is from Lubbock, Texas. Danny wants us to rank the wide receivers in full. Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, or Devonta Smith? I'm going to go... I'm going to go Waddle, DK, Olave, Smith. I have it Waddle, Olave, Smith, Metcalf. All really? Top, Metcalf all top 15 guys. Yeah, Metcalf. I, I like Metcalf a lot more than Devonta Smith. Sure. Sure. I'm just taking the offense. I like the, I like the Eagles offense, but one Seattle's. Yeah, it's understandable. All top 15 guys, though. Can't go, can't go wrong with, with any of the four. 22-11-1-18-3-26-5. Uh, 14. Number 14. This is from Aaron. Jake, where is Aaron from? Aaron is from Salem, Massachusetts. Beautiful place. Aaron, he is in a keeper auction league with a $300 budget and needs to renew contracts for three more years or throw back. He has to renew or decide to throw back Patrick Mahomes for $52, Nick Chubb for $40, Miles Sanders for $13, Debo Samuel for $32, Christian Kirk for $15. So I'm assuming that he has other contracts that are that are tied up elsewhere. So let's go one by one here. Jake, would you renew Patrick Mahomes for three more years at $52 a year? Honestly, I, I don't think so, no. It, it, it's he didn't say whether it was a super flex or not. I'm gonna if it's assume, super flex, assume, yes. If it's a super flex, I would say yes. If, if it's not a super flex, I'm gonna assume it's not because he didn't specify. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna yes. say no. You could probably get him cheaper than that. Uh, Nick Chubb for forty. Yes, I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. Miles Sanders for thirteen. I would do that as well. I would absolutely do that. Debo Samuel for 32. That's an interesting one. I don't think I would. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I think you could do better than receiver department other than Debo for 32 for the next three years. I agree. And then Christian Kirk for 15. I would do that. I would do that. Okay. So then you are keeping Aaron, you are keeping Chubb, Sanders, and Kirk. You're throwing back Mahomes and Debo. Yeah, you might be able to get Mahomes cheaper than that. Exactly. So. Exactly. If you want, if you want to get Mahomes cheaper, you could probably do it. If if it's a single, if it's a if it's a super flex or two QB, then you keep Mahomes. 14. 10. Number ten. This is from George. George is from Aberdeen, Washington. Uh, George wants to know how would the Cleveland Browns be impacted if they were to sign DeAndre Hopkins. And where would you rank him? So let's just go through the Cleveland Browns, shall we? Uh, Deshaun Watson, Jake, what would that do for Deshaun Watson's fantasy value? It would definitely boost it, no doubt. I would say it would be really hard for me to keep De- uh, Deshaun Watson out of my top five or six quarterbacks, honestly. Yeah, I think five is tough. Six is tough. Top ten, lot, yeah. 
I don't think it's really that tough. I mean, top six, he I would have him over Justin Fields comfortably. I think I would take Justin Fields. I would have him over Herbert. Eh. No, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, back up. Hmm. All right, well, I got to make that move. Got to make that move. So get Herbert up at six. Fields will go to seven. Hmm. Would I have him over Herbert? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, so he he would be a top seven quarterback then for me. He would go to seven, and then everyone else would move down one. Dak, Trevor, Fields would all move down one. Deshaun Watson would be my QB seven. Uh, Nick Chubb, I kind of think he would stay where he is. I have him just inside my top 12 at the running back position. Yeah, I think he'd stay fine. where he is. He'd be fine. He'd be yeah, fine. I wouldn't, fine. Be, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Uh, Amari Cooper. Where would where would Amari Cooper fall to? I have him right now as my wide receiver 17 and full. He would still be in the top 30. I, I I think he would be a borderline top 25 guy. Sure. Sure. I was going to say, because I have him looking at my wide receiver 27 is Christian Kirk. That's kind of where the duos would sort of start. He would probably be around there. Be around yeah. there with, with the Kirks, Mike Williams, Jerry Judy's of the world. So, yeah, he'd be right around there. Uh, David Njoku, he would move down a little bit, but the tight end market is so thin anyway. He would probably be like, he'd probably move down a spot. And Dalton Schultz moving to the top 10 for me. And he'd be around Chick Conquo, Cole Komet, Trey McBride. But then now the conversation turns to DeAndre Hopkins. Jake, where would you have DeAndre Hopkins in, in your uh, in your receiver ranks if he goes so, to Cleveland? He would, be, he would probably be a guy that's in the mid-teens for me okay. early on. So yeah, that's that's very good right there. So I have I have Amari Cooper at 17th. It's kind of where you would have him in and around Keenan Allen, yeah, uh, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin around that group. Yeah, Hopkins would excite me a lot more than I think I would take Keenan Allen. I think, okay. but definitely would would rather him than than DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Yeah, um, you know those type of guys. Okay, so number 10 is gone. So we have 22, 11, 1, 18, 3, 20, 6, 5, 14, 10, gone. Seven. Number seven, this is from Andrew. Jake, where is Andrew from? Andrew's from Dallas, Texas. Great place. Andrew, he wants to rank these running backs in full PPR. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson. I'm actually going to be a little different here. I'm going sure. to say Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor one. It's Number Derrick two. Henry, Saquon, Jacobs, Bijan. Two, give me Saquon. Okay. Three, give me Henry. Okay. Four, give me Bijan. And then five, give me Jacobs. I have it Taylor at one, Bijan at two, Saquon at three, Henry at four. Jacobs at five. You're you're gonna be so mad when you see Tyler Algier getting 15 carries week one. Well, that's okay because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be drafting any of Bijan Robinson where I can help it. People are gonna be so mad when they see Cordell Patterson score like three touchdowns first game of the season. <laughs> Bijan oh touches the ball like eight times. Oh my god. That 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 week two Saturday mailbag would be electric. Arthur Smith. I mean, 
anywhere oh, else. Would be crucified. I mean, would you be? Would anything Arthur Smith does shock you? Nope. Nope. No. Nothing shocks me with him, honestly. That dude again. Where Where do you learn his ways? Yep, Mike Vrabel. Exactly. 22-11, gone. 11. Number 11. Oh, we, we did that No, one. we did 11. Uh, 12. Number 12. This is from Colin. Colin is from uh, Clarksville, West Virginia. Colin wants us to grade the trade in Dynasty. Full PPR. He is a rebuilding team. He's giving up. Devontae Adams and Miles Sanders. He's getting Drake London, Kenneth Walker, and two future first round picks. I, I would say that's a pretty fair trade, believe it or not. I don't I don't hate that. Probably would have liked a, a little bit better than Drake London, because I'm just not the biggest fan of Drake London personally. Mm-hmm. So I I would say that's Kenneth Walker is definitely a great start towards that uh that rebuild and then the two future first round picks. So um and also you can if you really don't like Drake London that much, I'm sure somebody would else somebody else would take him for more draft capital and other players. But I would say that's that's very good. Sanders doesn't really have a whole lot of dynasty appeal. Maybe a team he's more of like a and, and Devontae obviously does, but they're more for win now type of players. So Right, and he specified um, that he is a rebuild. He is a rebuilding team looking for assets. Yeah, you don't want to just. And what were you going to do? Let them just rot on your roster while you exactly. continue to lose. So, um, I would say this is pretty well done. I would go with about like a B, a solid B, B plus. Yes, I completely agree. I can't add anything more than what Jake just said. Very fair, very fine trade. You did what you sought out to do. You got a nice return on your premium assets and. Honestly, I mean, Kenneth Walker and Miles Sanders, it's a chance that Kenneth Walker could be better than Miles Sanders, depending on what happens with, with Charbonnet. I hope you have Zach Charbonnet. Maybe that was the reason why you were able to do this trade, is that maybe you have Zach Charbonnet. But outside of that, I think he did really, really good. The two first-round picks uh, will will help as well, because you'll have two, two firsts, one at the front end of your rookie draft, and then one at the back if you're a true uh, rebuilding team. Maybe surprise yourself and you compete. Who knows? 22 11 1 18 3 26 5 14 10 7 12 are gone. 19. Number 19. This is from Benjamin. Benjamin is from Sheridan, Wyoming. Benjamin asks, is this the year Trey McBride takes over in Arizona or is Zach Ertz being slept on in drafts? I will not have a single member of the Arizona Cardinals uh, on a the- fantasy roster of mine. Neither will I, but if this answers your question, I have Trey McBride ranked higher than Ertz. So if that answers your question, I think McBride takes over. But Just don't draft either. Yeah, just, I, I don't know why you're inquiring about the Arizona Cardinals and their tight end situation. I think that's just a, that's just a nightmare that's, that's waiting to, uh, to expose itself. There are a thousand other tight ends that you could do better that have, I, I think, a higher ceiling than the guys in, uh, in Arizona, to be fair. 22 11, 118, 320, 65, 14, 10, 7, 12, 19 are gone. 21. 21, 21. This is from Isaac. Listen, I I remember trends. Isaac at 20, or 21, 21. Jake, where is Isaac from? Atlanta, Georgia. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Always with great people. 
Uh, Isaac, he wants us to rank these wide receivers in full. Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin. Allen, McLaurin, Kirk, Godwin. I have an Allen, Godwin, Kirk, McLaurin. So so out on Tampa. It's not even funny. Eh, that's this is not, it's not unreasonable. Not unreasonable. I'll, I'll I think I'll take my chances on Godwin. Just depends on where. Just depends. Really depends on the price. Yeah. But sure, Godwin, Godwin, Kirk, and then um, no wait. Do I have McLaurin over Kirk? I do. Okay, so I I, I changed my answer. Allen, Godwin, McLaurin, Kirk would be would be my final answer. 2211-118-320-65-14-10-712-1921-15-15-this-is-from-Travis-Travis-is-from-Beverly-Hills-California-we-love-the-stars-Jake-who-is-the-star-that's-on-your-mind-today-man-oh-man-I-was-not-thinking
Ah, oh, that's amazing. I hope I hope the king is well setting his lineups. Uh, the king, he wants us to rank these running backs in half: Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins. I'm gonna go Henry, Hall, Stevenson, Dobbins. That is exactly how I have it. Henry, Hall, Stevenson, Dobbins. Word for word, how I have it. Yeah, go with the ones that we still have left, please. I'm I'm running out of uh <laughs> Yes, sure. I will uh I will figure out as we as we go. We'll just go in order. Uh number two, this is from Peter. Jake, where is Peter from? Fort Myers, Florida. Uh Peter, he wants us to grade the trade in full dynasty. He's giving Jahan Dotson, Rashad Penny, and a 2024 second round pick. He's getting Kadarius Tony and Damian Pierce. I like the Tony and Pierce side there. I like the Pierce and Tony side as well. Just because the Rashad Penny is kind of like uh he's he's pretty useless. Yeah, he's he's very useless. So Yeah. Peter, I think you did okay there, Kip. Good job. Yeah, I, I like that side. Good job. Uh, number four, this is from William. William is for, we need some international flavor. We only had Moscow. So we're going to go with Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, William, he wants us to rank these quarterbacks. To a tackle of Viliola, QB Alabama, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and Anthony Richardson. Richardson's so tough, man, as a rookie. Very. I'm, I'm going to go Rodgers. Goff, Gino, Richardson, Tua. Hope I got everybody on that list. You did. You did. I have it. Tua, Gino. I think Tua sucks. Rodgers, Goff, Richardson. Yeah, I don't like Tua. He's in the best offense. He's in the best offense of, of the five. So that, that carries weight. Now, Will he stay healthy? Who knows? He's got the lowest floor of the bunch, but does he have the highest ceiling because he's got Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle? Yeah, he does. I, th- I think Miami could be a total disaster this year. I have like a weird feeling. Yeah, me personally, I would be staying away from, from Tua, but I have to rank as if all these guys are going to be healthy and Tua's a top 12 guy for me if he's healthy. Um, but just, yeah, you could just tell in like the, the sound of my voice. I'm not, I'm not super convinced that he is going to be, uh, all that healthy, to be honest. Eight, this is from Thomas. Jake, where's Thomas from? Thomas is from, let's keep it up with the, uh, international flavor. And that is from Dublin, Ireland. Oh, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, Thomas, he wants to know what is the upside for Aaron Jones this year? With no Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's definitely a, a much smaller ceiling. Um, he'll, he'll be fine. I think he'll still score, but the pass catching upside will be limited. I, I, I think what I, I think the days of him being a top 10 to 15 guy are over, but could he finish in the mid to late teens? I, I think that's certainly possible, but I'm not particularly interested. I think AJ Dillon is, is a little bit more interesting especially when it comes to price. Sure. So, yeah. I'm 
I'm smitten with Jones just because I think people are going to overlook him and they're going to look this pa- overlook this Packers offense with no Aaron Rodgers. But with saying that, I think the week to weeks there at times there are times where it could be pretty painful. And could I see is there greater bust potential with Aaron Jones this year than maybe there have been in years past? Yes, for sure. Um, he's probably like. I don't see him being yeah. a top twelve guy. I just don't. No, but can he be? Can he be a top fifteen guy? Sure, sure, he can be. I would say probably what Jake said. I would say the mid teens is probably where he'll where he'll settle. It, it honestly, it just comes down to Jordan Love, and if this if the Packers offense is really bad, then then it could be a little sticky with 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 Aaron Jones. So. I don't – I'm interested in him at a discount. It just depends on where that discount is. Yes. Like, if yes. he's middle of round three, I'll have to do it. But if you're taking him in round two because there's a heavy running back run and you're like, oh, my God, I have to get my hands on a running back and the best guy there is Aaron Jones, you pivot. You pivot. You don't settle on Aaron Jones there. You take him at a discount and you, you buy the dip. It, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, number 13, this is from Derek. Derek is from Anaconda, Montana. Derek wants us to grade the trade in a keeper league. He's getting Jerry Judy, and he's giving a seventh-round pick and Brandon Cooks. Second-round pick and Brandon Cooks, and he's seventh giving round, Judy? Seventh-round pick. Oh, seventh-round pick? Yeah. What dynasty draft is doing seven rounds? Keep. It's a keeper. Oh, it's a keeper league. My bad. Yeah, it's a keeper. So it's just Judy for a seventh and Brandon Cooks? Yes. I think the Brandon Cooks and the seventh round pick side wins that by a landslide. I agree. What? I'd I rather have Brandon Cooks straight up than Judy this year, I think. Wow. I think it's getting – I mean, dude, Judy was abysmal last year, bro. Like, I bought him last year, and it's just like maybe it's just kind of like that sour taste that's in my mouth. Could be. But, I mean, Brandon Cooks is like a 1,000-yard receiver every single year of his career, dude, and when he's healthy, so – I'm I'm definitely I'm high on Brandon. I could see myself owning Brandon Cooks in a lot of places this year, to be honest with you. And number 17, this is from Javier. Jake, final question. Where is Javier from? So we'll see you in the fall. Portland, Oregon. Uh, Portland, we love you. Stay strong. Week one Saturday mailbag is coming soon. Uh Javier asks, is Rashad White being undervalued in PPR? Because of how bad the Bucks' offense could potentially be, yeah, he might. Um, that's the only guy I think I could see myself really rostering this year on the Tampa Bay Bucks is is Rashad mm-hmm. White. But I I think so. I think in full PPR, he he's definitely insanely interesting, particularly at the price. He's the type of guy that could definitely outperform his ADP, and there's not really much competition for touches in that Tampa backfield, so. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a full go on Rashad White. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm lo- I'm loving his price right now in the middle of round five. I Love have it. my RB RB twenty one in in full. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And if 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 that stays the same, and you know we're looking at Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, all going ahead of him, uh, just keep keep the price coming down on on Rashad White. Like, yes, please. Yes, please. I think I can honestly. I think 
White may have the safest floor of all the guys that I just mentioned out of Cam, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins. And I, I love all three. Um, but I think Rashad White week to week will probably be the safest guy. That could change. They bring in a veteran running back. But as of right now, Rashad White, comfortably a top 24 guy. He won't move outside of that, especially in fall. Yep, agreed. So that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. This edition of the mailbag. Uh, we had to empty it out because you guys had just submitted a shit ton of questions. I have completely forgot to check the mailbag because I am an idiot and a terrible, terrible host. So if you want to submit more questions, of course, the mailbag is always open. We're going to try and do these about once a month, we're going to be doing the mailbag once again, probably in the early part of July. And then, of course, we'll do a lot more mailbags as more and more people get back into the swing of fantasy come August. So keep submitting your questions into the mailbag. Answer, we can answer every fantasy question that you want, that you want to answer. Uh, the Basement Talk podcast will have a mailbag eventually as well. So submit your questions for the Basement Talk podcast. Fit to the subject line, put BTP or BTPFS, please. I beg you. That would be amazing and super, super, super helpful. Um, but for now, we're done. For Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.